0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. When the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into boats and came to Capernaum looking for Jesus. But when they found him across the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered them and said, Amen, amen, I say to you. You are looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Do not work for food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him the Father, God, has set his seal. So they said to him, What can we do to accomplish the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in the one he sent. So they said to him, What sign can you do that we may see and believe in you? What can you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the desert, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. So Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave the bread from heaven. My Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So they said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. The Gospel of the Lord. To you, Lord Jesus a few decades ago, a delivery man stood before a small and so, sort of old nun outside of a poor poor Clare Monastery in Alabama. He'd just dropped off the second of two large communications arrays at the property and was expecting full payment. But as he stood before this nun, she simply smiled at him and said, "'Sorry, sir, I don't have a cent to pay you. I have no money.'" As he's sitting there thinking, "'Well, I guess do I load all this back up and return it?' The phone call, a phone call comes for this nun. She goes, receives the phone call, and after a few moments, comes back smiling and says, never mind, I'll pay in full. Someone had just called at that moment and had this rich man on a yacht and had this profound conversion while sitting on his yacht, knowing that money won't make him happy, called up this monastery in Alabama, and decided, inspired by God, to donate a certain amount of money which he didn't know covered the exact price of those two communications arrays. Mother Angelica, the foundress of EWTN and of the monastery in Alabama, gratefully accepted and was not surprised because throughout her life she understood what it meant to trust in divine providence. Throughout her life of sickness, of vocation, of all the rest, she knew that she had a loving Father in heaven who would provide for her needs she knew the meaning of that statement we say in the Our Father, give us this day our daily bread. You see, my brothers and sisters, often when we pray that, that part of the Our Father, give us this day our daily bread, do we understand what it means this day and daily? We often want God to provide for our retirement, and we want him to tell us how he's going to do it. We want him to tell us the day we're going to die, how it's going to happen, so we can be utterly prepared and never have to have faith But what God invites us into is saying, do we believe that, maybe not tomorrow, maybe I don't know what tomorrow is going to entail, but do I believe he can provide for me today? Is there anything in which God will abandon me today? Give us this day our daily bread. You see, the Israelites in the desert, they didn't believe God could do it. They saw the impossible situation of being fed in the desert and said, if only we could go back to the flesh pots of Egypt. If only we could go back to getting our stomachs filled and we didn't have to believe in this crazy God who brought us to the desert. Perhaps it's like the people in our gospel. They wanted their bellies filled. They wanted a king who would provide for them the needs of this world. They didn't want a king who would challenge them for eternal life. They wanted a king who would provide for their temporal life. So I think the big question this Sunday is, do we do the same thing? Are we sometimes like those Israelites who see an impossible situation in our lives, how the bills are going to be paid, how someone's conversion will take place, how this cancer will be dealt with, whatever the situation, and think, God, if you but fulfill my needs that I've come up with, I'll be happy. And then he doesn't, and we get frustrated, and we grumble, and we long for the flesh pots of Egypt. How would you have responded if you were in Mother Angelica's situation? Large equipment has been dropped off at your house and you have not even a penny to pay for it. What would your first first thought have been? What would have been your plan? I think many of us probably be thinking, well, I hope I can get a loan. Maybe I can do a fundraising campaign. Maybe I can call some big donors. All of those are good ideas, but all of those are human ideas. How many of them are founded upon faith? How many of them start with God? You see, the reason why Mother Angelica could run a multi-million dollar company without a budget is because she said that God does not belong in the box of my small imagination. Very often she would say, why do we limit God and what he can do by saying this is all that's possible? She would spend four to five hours in prayer to properly discern what God was asking. But the moment she was convinced and had peace about what he asked, she didn't hesitate. She convinced all those around her, just commit and go forward and God will make it clear. Do we have the same faith in our own lives? Whether it's planning out what to do with the rest of our day or planning what to do with the rest of our lives. Whether it's trying to pay the bills this month or trying to prepare for retirement. My brothers and sisters, do we have faith that we have a loving God will provide for our daily needs? Or do we try to do it all ourselves? You see, my brothers and sisters, our Lord Jesus Christ, even in the year 2012, was speaking words of comfort, literally, to a monk in Oklahoma. What he said to this monk one day was this. He said, stop bringing me your solutions. I just want your problems. I have far better solutions than you can come up with. I need you just to bring me your problems and then patiently trust in me to provide. How often, I know I do this myself, do we pray to God and say, Lord, if you just cure this person from cancer, then I know you'll truly love us. Lord, if you just provide this amount of money, or if you get me this job, or if this relationship is healed, and we give out these ideas, and it's not bad, but if that's where we leave it, and God knows that's not good for our soul, and he doesn't provide it, we now put God in a box that he doesn't live in, and our faith is weakened. That's the beauty of Christ's prayer in the garden. Father, take this chalice from me, but not my will, thy will be done. See, he often has a bigger picture in mind. Your eternal happiness and eternal salvation. So I think the challenge for us this weekend with this gospel and the first reading is to not think that the best thing God can do is the flesh pots of Egypt, to not think that the best thing he can do is fill our bellies with food. But he goes another step further He says he is the bread of eternal life. He didn't promise that he was going to fulfill all of our needs as we see them. I mean, very often our Lord Jesus Christ said, they're going to hate you because they hated me. They're going to persecute you so you're going to have to flee from one town to the next. If you want to be my disciple, you have to deny yourself and pick up your cross. We usually think that if I'm a good Christian, God will make my life very happy and peaceful here on earth. That's not the gospel message we receive from our Lord Jesus Christ. The peace the kingdom reigns within. Mother Angelica suffered from severe uh, intestinal problems as well as bronchitis and asthma throughout her life. She had such horrible coughing spells that it would literally crush vertebrae in her back. But even though she could endure this kind of suffering, she knew that every single time a huge coughing spell would come, something beautiful would happen for EWT and her monastery. She didn't see the suffering as a punishment or abandonment from her loving Father in heaven. She saw it as an invitation from a God who knew that if we unite that suffering to his on a cross, it has better worth than all the money in the world. She understood that when she united her heart and will to God's, he could do amazing things through her. Brothers and sisters, do we believe the same thing in our lives? When we face challenges and trials, what's our first thought? How do I figure this out? Or do we come to our Lord Jesus Christ in the Eucharist and ask Him for guidance and help? I think we all need a little gut check of faith. So perhaps if there's something you're truly anxious about, something you're worried about, something that you don't have a clue and it seems impossible, God can't provide. Maybe food in a desert, or food for your soul. I encourage you to think of that specifically and bring it to the altar today. Put it at the feet of our Lord Jesus Christ, and say, Lord, I don't know how, but I trust in you. The more often we can do something like that, then the more often things like what happened to Mother Angelica will happen to all of us. We might not have a cent to pay for the equipment that's dropped off, but God has all the money in the world. And if he has but a servant who will believe, he can do wonders. My brothers and sisters, let us renew our faith at this most sacred Eucharist, this holy sacrifice of the Mass. And let us trust indeed that our Lord Jesus Christ is the bread of eternal life. He didn't come to feed our bellies. He came to sanctify our souls.